welcome to Two Men on the Run, and it's our London Marathon special, um, if we're going to name it here. Um, I'm here with my co-host, John Joe Doherty, and we're, we've just watched the London Marathon. Um, well, what, what a, a turn of events, I suppose, um, and some interesting performances as well. Uh, what did you think, John Joe? It's the first London Marathon you've ever sort of sat yeah, down and watched, hasn't it? how's it going, folks? The biggest... They're telling me it was the biggest marathon in the world. Someone should tell the BBC. <laughs> By God, they haven't got a clue, have they? That's uh, that's where I want to start. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I did see a lot of people on there. Uh, I must on say, the... Gabby Logan, I think we, sh you know, ideally, really... I think, you know, how do I say this in a nice way? Um, I don't know how to say it in a nice way, really. Well, I, I, my thing is, 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 you know, you've got to know, you've got to know athletics, haven't you? And, um, and I think as, as good as Gabby is as a, as is a presenter, good? Really? Really? she's good as a presenter. Do you think so? Yeah, but she doesn't know running so. at all. So she's yeah. a bit, when it comes to talking about runners and things, like you've seen it in, when she interviews people, she's... I think this is all, it's just, all about women, isn't it? You know, we've got to have a woman... You know, presenting a show. Well, they've got a mix, haven't they? they well, tend you to got the other, one, the other one from the the horse racing. What's her name? Claire Balding. Oh, dear. Well, she's really good, Claire. She's, you she's think a, so? Oh, yeah, she's a lot better than Gabby Logan was. I prefer. Oh, than, than I think the depression, involved, depression, depression. depression. <laughs> so, to be fair, as long as it's not Paula, because I mean, Paula Radcliffe is one of my heroes of, of running. <laughs> but uh, when I hear her present, or when I hear her commentate, oh. Listen, I just listen, you know, leave it on the track, but women are great. I love women, you know. The men aren't much better. Colin Jackson, <laughs> Colin Jackson's all. I hate watching Colin Jackson again. Fantastic performer, but is uh, so is, what? What, is, we're, what is we're really, what we're really saying Michael is Michael Johnson is probably the only one of uh, of any real quality. I think he 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 tells it how it is, and uh, he's pretty spot on with his predictions as well. To be fair, who? Sorry, Michael Johnson. I like Michael Johnson, he's, yeah. He's pretty you see, with it. You see, what it is, mate, it's not about the sex of the person. You know, we shouldn't joke about that, really, Matthew. Uh, it's... How much of the start of this podcast am I going to have to cut? <laughs> <laughs> what it is, it's about, you've got to believe the person. You know, I, I, was, a, I was a really big fan of uh, Snooker, you know, when I was a kid. And they've got... This lady again, you know, it's a lady. Hazel, uh, what's her name? Hazel Irvin or something, I think, yeah. Or presents... Um, the Snoop World Championship. Well, she does, what's his name? She's been doing it... She, the the, the, the uh, sports quiz show as well, doesn't she? Question yeah. of sport, she presents Yeah, that, I she? think she does, you know. And the problem for me is with, with all these characters. I wish they were characters. That That's another issue, really. Um, <laughs> the problem for me is, when I'm looking at them, I just don't believe what they're saying because when when I when I know that someone is speaking the truth, speaking from the heart, I get that feeling. And they know what they're talking about. They understand whatever it is, and they're really passionate and enthusiastic. And that's where Michael Johnson he has the edge on them, not just the edge, the whole nine yards. Yeah, I mean I mean I always remember, for me, Michael Johnson, when um, Usain Bolt break, broke his uh, Michael Johnson's 200-metre world record, mm. and um, 
obviously the beforehand they were all joking about oh, what if he breaks your world record Michael and all that sort of stuff yeah. and then he did it and they went back and they showed the um, the presenters in the room you know when it was happening when the actual when Bolt was actually racing mm-hmm. and they showed Michael and he, and he was like clenching his fist like sat on the edge of his seat and then when he broke it he was in the air like dancing around like cheering and stuff like that because he was like yeah. he was sort of happy to see his record be broken and, and, and such a fantastic performance and things and it's it was great, quite interesting yeah. to see that you know it's a great great thing, thing great thing to, to wear your heart on, on your sleeve you know it can come at a cost as well you know you got to be very thick skinned I think if you if you can do that and um you know, we got presenters across the board. And I like them. You know, I like Jamie Carragher on the football. He wears his heart on his sleeve. I like people who, who wear the hearts on the sleeve. Um, but today, listening to those cranks, um, <laughs> depressing, really. And and the other thing is, I'm sorry to tell you this, right? If this is the greatest race, you know, on the planet, you know, the London Marathon. Okay. Why did they keep? Bringing in all these, you know, you know, someone's doing some kiki uppies in the garden. Someone's doing this. Someone's doing that. You know, they, okay, they're doing some good stuff, Ch- charity. You know, if they, if they did that in the football, if they interrupted the sport, and you know, okay, hang on, we're just going to cut now. We've got Jeremy here who's juggling bananas in his backyard. Uh, what for the duration of this match? Well, you wouldn't do that, would you? What I'm trying to say is. It's the pinnacle. Okay, these are the best. Let's focus on that. You know, but of course, a lot of people were unaware. Apparently, you need to press the red button. And um, I believe you advised some people to do that, Matthew. I did, yeah. I was, I was watching the, uh, the I Was uh, I'm a Runner uh, Facebook page and uh, there were people going on about they were getting ready to throw their phones through the TVs listening to Gabby Logan um, and, and stuff talk yeah, about... Yeah. Not, not showing the coverage of the race, but just talking... Uh, um, uh, about various uh, people raising funds and stuff and as great as that is obviously if you've tuned in to watch the athletics and watch the race um, it did take away from it and you know th- th- I think that's the way athletics and I think we talked about it in the in the episode with Kane Green the way athletics is presented in the media is, is they'll cut away from a distance race and go off and show something else and things but the story of a distance race it's all in the race itself it's a story that unfolds and you have to watch the race to be able to see that if you just keep cutting around and jumping across different parts of the race you're never going to know you know you're going to you're going to cut back to it sometimes and someone's disappeared off the back of the race and you're thinking what happened where did that runner go and i mean we had it we watched it today and there was a fantastic run um by liverpool harrier um and new balance sponsored athlete johnny meller um i've known johnny johnny uh, interviewed him in the past uh, and worked with him actually um, he's a great, great lad, and he had a fantastic run today. Uh, he already had the qualifying standard, uh, but he went out there and showed he was the, the best of the, of the British runners uh, racing today. Um, another two, 2.010 clock in there. Uh, sorry, 2.10 clock in the there. The fastest Brit, but there was an Irishman who beat him, wasn't there? <laughs> there was, there was. That's, that's, that's a nice story. It is, it is. But interestingly, the BBC didn't, Show, we didn't show Stephen no. Scullion whatsoever. Didn't show him finish. No, we didn't. I, I, think, that's a, I think that's a bit sour grapes, don't you think so? It is a little bit, not to see him. Um, well, well, well done to Johnny. Fantastic result. But isn't that sour grapes, though? Not to show. It was a shame that they didn't show Stephen because they, this they is could the th- very easily I mean, to be honest, so. all I heard was Kipper. Kipper this. Kipper that. What's his name? <laughs> Kip joking. That's all I heard. Kipper, Kipper's not doing well today. He's not smiling. 
Oh, he's grimacing. He's not smiling. Kipper's, oh, what's going on? But these other characters, you know, these other guys, I want to know a bit more about them. And the fellow who won it. What was his name? K um, Kitter. Kitter. <laughs> Kitata. Shuri Kitata. Yeah, 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 that's the one. Ethiopia, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, to be honest, I'm quite happy for a new person. I don't want Kipper to win because I want to. I know that the sport's bigger. Any sport is always bigger than, than one person. I want to hear new stories. And um, I'm, I'm not against the guy. He, he's got a nice smile and everything. But I want to see someone else take the forefront. So this fella called Kitter. What's his name? Kitata. Kitter. <laughs> so. <laughs> so. So. so I was made up. <laughs> I was made up. That kid. What's his name? Oh, I was made up. The kid. I was made up. The kid. What's his name? What? No, come on. What's his name? Listen, Matthew, you're gonna have to. Listen. To delete this show. <laughs> no, Kitata. 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 Okay. Kitata's from Ethiopia. Okay, yeah. That's nice. You know, I sound very doom and gloom. I'll tell you one thing. Those commentators were more doom and gloom than me, weren't they? Eh? Oh, yeah. In, yeah. My, in my defence. Just did your laughter. I mean, that's... Yeah, we, you know... We'll cut that bit out a little bit. Cause no. We went on for a bit there. No, but, you know, we don't be cutting nothing. <laughs> the people are offended and let them be offended. You know, I, I never get offended. I mean... You know, I never get offended. Well, I do actually, but but I shouldn't get offended, and I try not to. You know, and um, but what was interesting as well is we go if we go back to the women's race. So there's a couple points on the women's race actually. One, um, we might win back a couple of our, our female supporters by uh, pulling out this this pain point I think, which is that it, what a shame that the women's race was put on early, uh, 7:15 start. So you've got to get up early to watch it. And two, it was put on the secondary channel of BBC Two rather than the main, you know, the yeah, main channel of BBC One yeah. um, and broadcast there and sort of put as a secondary event to the men's race it's, where, if anything, I think the women's race was probably more interesting in a way because um, obviously it, it went to cards um, uh, with uh, the winner, which was, uh, what's her name now? Kenyan runner. Uh, she's a world record holder, um, Bridget Koskai, of course. Um, won it when she's the world record holder from last year she broke that um, over in America I think it was Chicago Marathon but second place um, was Sarah Hall Sarah, uh, is Sarah, it Sarah Sarah it's spelled Sarah but I always think I, I've always heard it be Sarah okay, Hall okay, okay. Uh, who um, is his wife of, of Ryan Hall as well Ryan uh, Hall what you say was the, um, the Ryan, best Ryan Hall was a, a 204 uh, American marathon runner mm. um, so he was, a, he was a great runner but he's, he's retired yeah. from the sport for quite a few years and Sarah has been um, obviously you know the number one she was a great runner uh, back when Ryan was still running but she's you know obviously take, gone on and even better now um, and she had a, a fantastic finish um, and to finish in second place there as well was it was an absolutely uh, great run and I'm pretty certain it was a PB as well um, around two hours yeah. and 22 minutes it, I think that's a PB for a it's, on, uh, it's only right though isn't it to put the women's on, on BBC too because uh, you know why is this one John Joe why is it well they're not they're not as good are they you know what do you mean of course they are they're fantastic and, and, and I think the performances there are you know 
um, stand to their own to be fair especially you know Sarah Hall's run there it was fantastic um, Molly Seidel as well another American had a great run um, in there and to be fair the Brits was an interesting one because we had the likes of Steph Twell um, in there who's, who's got the qualifying standard for the Olympics um, I can't remember who else had the, had the qualifying standard but I know there's about four or five British women that have all got the standard um, I know Steph Twell is, is, is one of them um, I think Emily um Emily Pigeon? Emily Pigeon? No. Uh, Emily Purdue, sorry, is another one. Uh, she wasn't racing today because I think she's doing the uh, World Half Marathon Champs next weekend. I think that, that's when they're being held. Um, so, But there's, there's a good couple of them that have all got the standard. Um, and so you've got to pick who, who's going to go to the Olympics in the women's for the British team because there's a, there's a bit of a who's going. Whereas in the men's, it's a little bit, it's, you know, it's a you've got Callum Hawkins already guaranteed position from his world champs performance in Doha last year um, but you know Johnny Meller has clearly put himself in the strongest position in my mind to, to go um, as another as a second place uh, you know member of the team there um, having done under the qualifying time twice um, number one Brit home today it's then obviously you've got Ben Connor um, is in the in the mix there's going to be a trials race probably next April, um, and then there's going to be a couple more marathons going on at the end of this year and uh, early next year, which people have a chance to sort of run a time in. So there's there's a little bit of like you know at the moment at the moment you'd say there's only three up for selection unless Mo turns around and says he wants to run uh, the Olympic marathon, but he, he has been saying it's going to be the track. Um, but you've got couldn't you know, we, you've couldn't got we, really could, the women. Women we, is a lot tougher to could, pick there. Couldn't we put the women on BBC Three? Doesn't exist. It does. There is a BBC. It no, no, it's, it's online now. BBC Three. They got rid of BBC Three. It's online. Yeah, they, but they got yeah. rid of it from TV. Yeah, well, that's that'd be. Yeah. Oh, they should be in the prime time. They should. There was a more interesting race from the sound of it. The only bit that made the men's race interesting in a way was that the fact that Kipchoge sort of didn't run to form, and it was a, it was a who was going to be the new sort of, you know, the crown of London sort of thing because it was uh, who was going to take it after Kipchoge sort of. Um, came off the back of the field in that last couple of miles or so and I heard the interview with him and he said it was a, a an ear problem an ear problem or something oh like yeah 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 yeah, it. yeah. It, it got him about 15 was it 15 miles in or so I think he no said. no 15 kilometres from the end from, oh, from the end from yeah, the end yeah, yeah. he, he uh, discovered his right he couldn't hear anything I mean, what's that got to do with the price of fish well it, hearing affects balance so possibly um you know, it's affecting his balance. Maybe I, I don't know on that, but uh, possibly on, on that side. Um, you know, one of the things that really got me as well, to be fair, watching the London Marathon was the whole shoe debate, because oh, they, they yeah. didn't half hammer on about the shoes over the first half of the race. Um, it just, you know, the, these shoes are just making it unfair and things like that. And it, it's been going. This has been going on now as a debate for for months and uh, well, for for a good couple of years now. When since Nike had brought out the the Vaporfly shoes, and now obviously every other brand has got theirs. We had Jared Ward running in the Ciccone Endorphin Pros in there. Uh, Chris Thompson had the On Cloud Booms, and uh, obviously Johnny Meller and Ben Connor both in the uh, New Balance Yeah, Elites, yeah. Uh, RC. So I uh, I had the luxury of putting on Matthew's uh, Bouncy Castle shoes the other day. The Alpha Flies. Yeah, yeah. That was what Kipchoge was wearing. Yeah. They're like. It's like, uh, I just feel, felt like I was back at, you know, back on the bouncy castle, you know. I think, um, yeah, I think they should out outlaw those shoes. <laughs> 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 I 
that you know when you step you kind of like feel like you're taking off like a rocket you know you, you sort of feel like you know you, you just feel like yeah yeah um i didn't realize the uh, the effect of the shoe yeah i think we should ban them all <laughs> and uh and boris johnson as well ban him ban, ban, ban everything <laughs> But I mean, for for me, the, the, I mean you, the main the main you, point they were making. You would have more bouncy castle shoes. I'd have more bouncy castle shoes, yeah. You um, would, you'd have <laughs> you'd have like unlimited supply of bouncy bouncy castle shoes for everybody to wear at the drop of a hat, and then they discover an even bigger bouncy castle, and then you. Well, you see, they've put a ruling. They've put a ruling now that you, okay. you can't have a shoe over forty millimeter stack height. So mm. that's that's the that's the rule now, and you know, and that's a fair enough. It, it puts a it puts a top end on where the technology can go and things like that. And I think if that's the rule they want to put on, then that's the rule they want to put on. But the bit that gets that people are still sort of complaining about, and this is what was was being said in the uh, uh, by the commentators, and it was it was um, it was Mari Yamaguchi actually, uh, so Britain's second best female marathon runner after after Paula Radcliffe. Um, I think she still is actually. Might be uh, misquoted on that one, but um, she was basically saying how it, she thought it was unfair because is this took this uh, this lady who married who a Japanese a Japanese marathon runner? Uh, and her name, name is Maria Maria Yamaguchi. Yamaguchi. Yeah, it's a nice name, that. Yeah. I I must say I, I really love I really enjoyed watching all these the crowd there was the vast vast <laughs> numbers of cardboard cutouts, and I could see the Queen that she was really enjoying it today. <laughs> And um, I just felt like I was back at home, really, you know. It was... No, it was... Really, a picture of the Queen up in, uh, at home. No! <laughs> <laughs> the shoes. Are we... Are we yeah, the shoes. So, so what she was saying was that the reason they're making them unfair is because of the cost of the shoes. They're too expensive. Mm. So they're not available to everyone. Now... My, my, you know, and I've heard this argument quite a few times, and it's the only one now because originally the big argument was Nike were the only one doing it, and it was unfair to all these other elite athletes that couldn't get hold of these shoes because they contract to Sacconi and contract to Brooks and so on. And now every brand's got one, so that argument's out the window because every brand's got one, and you know they're all even from the standpoint of they've all got the opportunity to have some sort of technology like this. Now, obviously, one point could be you know Nikes are still the better ones, but that's just. Com- you know, business competition. There's always going to be one, you know, better. What drives the other brands to make something better is the competition to be better than Nike. So they're going to keep working and things like that. And that's obviously personal opinion. I mean, we had uh, Bikili drop out of the race earlier on this week because of a calf injury. Yeah. He picked up running in the Alpha Fly. Um, so obviously it's not going to work for everyone. Mm. But Marigamich's main point was that because it's so expensive, it stops, you know, those runners affording those shoes and getting them earlier on. And my issue with that is, at the elite level, you've got you know athletes that that don't work. They they the running is their work. They they're getting the money from that, and so they're they're able to take time to go to six months of altitude training. Um, you know altitude training tents. I mean, I myself have got an altitude training tent, but it's it's a two. You know, you're talking a two thousand pound investment. Now that's something that you could say is too much and is is. You know, spoiling the sport and things like that. A pair of shoes, yeah, they may cost two hundred and fifty pound, which is a lot of money for a pair of shoes. But at the end of the day, two hundred and fifty pound. If you really wanted those shoes and you thought they were going to be the thing that, 
you know, with another benefit to your running and things like that, it's a lot more affordable to, to save £250 than it is to buy a £2,000 altitude tent or to go and spend six months not able to work or anything like that out at an altitude training camp and things or even just the, the, the regular physio and massage and everything that, that an elite can get. So I think the money argument is a bit of a, a false economy of an argument there, really. So have you got a message from Mariella? Um, I, my, my, my message is the same as what Kipchoge and, and, and the other, the other uh, runners have been saying, really, which is, at the end of the day, a 204 marathon, uh, or you know, a 202 marathon, 201 marathon, is done by the runner. The shoes, yeah, uh, you know, the shoes are, are, are an aid in that. Shows the nutrition, shows everything else, all the, the big training camps, everything that is all an aid in getting that. But you, you couldn't take a 230 marathon runner and go, here's the pair of shoes, go run 201. It's not going to happen. It's all the other stuff that build that they've put in, the, the physio, the massage, the altitude camps, everything like that. The way of the mentality of the athlete itself that gets them to run that sort of time. And another interesting point I thought that only came to me when I was watching the race is they're going, well, we've seen suddenly since the, 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 the birth of these sort of shoes, we've seen, you know, the amount of people running 204 drastically increase. But then I thought to myself, well, that's true. But all these all these runners are that are suddenly running 204s and that. Majority of them are all still Ethiopians, Kenyans, um, you know, East Africans, things like that. A couple of the Japanese runners, stuff like that. There's not many Americans or Brits or Irish or Canadian, Australia, anything like that that are coming out as well and suddenly, you know, drop into the 204s because of these shoes. They've still got access to those shoes. So, where's the where's the argument on that one? There's well, clearly there's a, a difference in what there. about seeing the, the the British time as we spoke to Charlie Spedding, didn't we? He's still the second fastest Englishman of all time. Yeah, so let's say Charlie is still as as we yeah, he's ran a two oh eight. Thirty three. Thirty three, second on the all time list, Englishman. Yeah. Two oh eight thirty three. Okay. Thirty five years ago. And no so, no one's no so, so if these shoes, No hang on, hang on, let me oh, finish. Yeah. Let me finish. And and we get one of the, one one of the contenders who are close at the moment. They were in these shoes, and they surpass his time. Let's just say by a few seconds. Now we know that these shoes are making, and they wouldn't be wearing them if they weren't no, yeah. an advantage. A so now thing. you've got someone who has surpassed a record from thirty-five years ago. It will happen at some point, you'd imagine. You know. Oh yeah. Um, are you happy with that? Is that justified or is it slightly unfair? You've already got the nutritional, you've got all these benefits and aid, you've got the coach, you've got the full time. Charlie was working, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got everything, you know, in your capacity to beat that time 35 years and now you've got Bouncy Castle shoes. But my point is, no one's done it yet with the Bouncy Castle shoes. The not shoes yet. Not yet. Been, no, well, they've, only not. Been, they've only been... Uh, this new Alpha Fly, how long The new Alpha Fly, uh, over a year now. It's been a full year, it's but there's been, been no year. races, though, has there? No, there's not been many races, but the, 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 the next percents and the four percents go back to 2016. So, we've you know, we've had four mm. years now where the world record for the marathon's been broke. Loads of runners have, have, have increased the times, the, mm. the um, all-time just, just rankings not, have Just not many, not many Brits around well, that yeah, time at the, the moment, no, maybe, maybe is, when they do come along. But that's the question, though. If a Brit yeah. does suddenly drop to that, they're going to have to have trained hard enough 
to get them there because if yeah. it was suddenly the shoes, then the likes of Johnny Mellon now in the in the New Balance carbon yeah. plate shoe should yeah. surely be able to do the same thing if it was just a shoe thing. It's you know I'm saying it's the athlete. The athlete has still got to put in the hard work. They've still got to train. They've still got to do all give up the sacrifices of other bits of life and stuff like that. And to belittle the performances of athletes to put it down to say it's solely the f- fact that they've got this new spangled bouncy shoe sort of takes away the hard work and graft that the athletes are doing that are still got to be done. They're not going out and doing 20 miles and then partying for the rest of the week and knocking out two tens. Do you know what I mean? They're going out 100 mile weeks, everything that, tons of hard graft. Yeah, they've got a shoe that's a little bit more softer. It's got a plate in it to have a little bit more bounce and spring to it. Uh, what, what, still putting the work in. What, you know I, what, I mean? what I'm saying, yeah, they're still, of course they're working very hard. <clears throat> When Charlie Spedding's record, if it if it is ever surpassed, um, and it's surpassed in in these new uh, bouncy castle shoes as we as we described them, um, and it's surpassed by thirty seconds. It the, there is now you know a new record in place. Let's just imagine a bit a bit of you know a bit of fiction as oh, well. Yeah. It what I'm trying to say is. That shoe, you're saying, yeah, the athlete's done all the hard work, of course, to get into anywhere near that, you know. But that shoe has aided them more than, let's say, it could be a couple of minutes. We don't know. Not yet. We're not sure. We're We've not sure got the data. Yeah, yeah, We've yeah. not got the data yet because well, we will have the data. And the, the fact that they're all wearing them would suggest that there is an increase in performance. Well, there is. Are you happy maybe, to I'm, allow I'm, all those bre- records yeah, to be I broken? Think it's, it's, it's just an evolution of technology. The same way we okay. go from... Uh, Roger Bannister's four-minute mile yeah, on a yeah. on a dirt on a um, yeah. cinder track yeah. to now our our rubberized Mondo tracks and stuff like that. It's a better technology. It's a better service. Why all the tracks have been relayed? They're all done in this sort of stuff, and the world all those world records set back then. You know, the four-minute mile was a huge barrier. Everyone believed it couldn't be done, and then when it's done, this is interesting and because then, you know what you're saying really is very interesting. Is records uh, don't think too much about them because they're sort of. It's it's different epochs, you know. It's like is that so what you're saying? Yeah, it's evolution of, of technology uh, uh, and even a time. As Charlie yeah. said, Charlie's okay. Charlie's diet plan, training, everything like that. Now, if he was building this plan now, knowing what he knows and everything like that, he would very much probably do it slightly differently to how he did it. I'm back not then. sure. I'm not sure he would say that. Well, we'd have, no, no, have, have to maybe question him about yeah, that. Yeah, but, yeah. but but he knows a lot more now on that diet side than he did back when he was training, and so would he would he change yeah, that yeah, thing? Yeah, and yeah. could that progress his time there and well, the other one is is if Charlie had those shoes would his 208 suddenly be a 206 maybe, 205 maybe, you know maybe, what I mean there's, there's all that question but but that's it it's a question of something that you could never test it's a progression of time it's a progression uh, of the training the principles have changed maybe we, we, like we shouldn't have world records then world, a world record is meant to be broken the same as a PB okay. is meant to be broken that's the thing that's why they always say you know if you want a you want to be an Olympian. You want to be an Olympic gold medalist over a world record holder because the world record will eventually be broken and you'll mm. be forgotten about. But as an Olympic gold medalist, you are always an Olympic gold medalist. Yeah. You never, ever yeah. lose that. Because you're, be- you're, you're the best at that In time. In that four-year period, yeah, you're yeah. the number one. Yeah. And never will anyone take that away. So uh, they, uh, oh, And it goes back to a philosophy which I, I had myself. and uh, You just really you enjoy the racing and you don't get too... Et up on times, perhaps. Although at yeah. time, your personal best, though, in contrast, it stays with you. So your yeah. best ever time, when it later years, when you know you, you walk oh, yeah. it. What well, if you're you, always aiming to you, beat you, that you discuss, best people, as well. When you discuss running with your friend, you say, "What well, they always had, what your fastest time?" You know, 
and they talk. They do tend to talk about times. Yeah, time because time is because it's something you can compare. Because a five k race against a five k race on the track, on the road, it's a little different, but on the track, it's always going to be the same distance. It's always going to be the same. The weather, you know, the weather's going to play a little bit. Yeah. Stuff like, but yeah. It's always a measured. It's always going to be the bends, the five k on there. Yeah. So I, it's easy to go. Well, what's your best five k? What's your best five k? Because where, where'd you, you draw? Can, where'd you, you draw the line? Where'd you, where'd you draw the line? Where'd you draw the line? So we've got the bouncy castle shoes. We put some wheels on them. Would that be okay? Well, no, because then the wheels are going to roll, aren't they? It's not going to be the running. You're not going to be running them, and then you're just going to be rolling. Okay, so no wheels. <laughs> no wheels. <laughs> But you know, you've got a fork, well, it's got, a question. Well, that, and that's it's what a question, done. isn't it? But that's, what world, you draw the line? that's what world athletics have done. At the moment. They've, put the, they've, put uh, yeah, a, they've drawn a line that said no more than 40 uh, minutes stack height, you can't do moment. it. At the moment. And, and then they might draw, draw a different line because that's well, what they, they could yeah. change it. They could have got, but they've drawn that line. Uh, they've said that you that the shoes have to be available on the market um, in a, four months in advance of um, any major championships to be worn so that the people so that people have access to them. So those uh, shoes being worn today, yeah. people have access. People have yeah. access to them, yeah. Yeah, yeah interesting. Um, and there can't be any. You're not meant to have any prototypes in a race anymore and stuff like that, which is what they, they were doing. Those, you know, the brands were prototyping shoes and just giving it to the, you know, the main elite athletes and saying, "There you go." Now this that. Mo Farah, I tell you one thing, <coughs> he's a character, isn't he? I mean, he's pacing these British athletes, and he's pacing them right, and he drops out. Halfway through, uh, well, halfway, three quarters of the way through. He drops out, big smiley faces, interview, this hero, he's pacing. I was thinking to myself, that's a bit lame. That's a lame duck for me. Because he's capable, his best time in a marathon is what, 204? or something, yeah, I think. And the winning time today was what? 20. What was the winning time today? Come on, give me the winning time. Yeah. That's her, the winning time. And my point is... 205.41. Yeah, so he could have won that race today. But he never even gave himself a chance. Well, it's one of those ones that... I don't get it. I don't get it, mate. I don't get it. He could have won. I don't get it. Him being in the race might have changed the situation. It might not have run... It might have picked up earlier in the race. It might have been a different... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always a what if. You can never really... But the point is, he didn't give himself a chance. Well, no. And he drops out and they're all loud in him as if he's this, you know, hero. A lame duck. As far as I'm concerned, I mean his achievement, his achievements of, in in terms of on the track in general and as a British athlete, you know, are unprecedented. You don't so like him, do you? I'm not a fan of him. No, I'm not a Mo Farah fan. <laughs> but, but I respect him as I do respect him as an athlete because you know he has won, uh, you know, consecutive major golds in the five and the ten thousand at consecutive Olympic Games and consecutive World Champs, European Champs, all in between, and that you know that is unprecedented. His times at the top of the British rankings. Let me ask you: Did the, did those athletes who were see you know the the Johnny Maller first man back? Did they need him pacing them for so long? Did did that help their performance? You'd, I don't know. You'd have that's to, a good just, question you'd to have ask, to ask them. Johnny, wouldn't you, and things like that, and the guys. But I can't I, mean, ima- I can't imagine it did. To be honest, it it does. I mean, you when I've been so? in a race where you've had pacemaking and stuff like that, it does help because you can sort of switch off. But they've run faster times. They've ra- he ra- he's ran a faster yeah, time. Yeah, Johnny has run faster before. So yeah. why does he need Mo Feller? Well, I, I, don't, get, I don't understand. I don't know. It's uh, the plan for it. You know, whether he... I mean, if he wanted to run a faster time, maybe he need a, fa- a pacemaker to run a faster time to, to give him that marker to, to work with. 
Um, and some of those other guys were in that group. They dropped out anyway, didn't they? they didn't, yeah, some dropped know, so out they, or they, they dropped back through the yeah. fields. Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously Ben Connor then as well. Uh, you know, just behind, uh, behind Johnny. Uh, what was two oh eleven, uh, two eleven, uh, over twenty two or something. Like yeah, that, yeah. 19, something just like, yeah. under the quality. Just under the qualifying standard. Two eleven thirty. Two eleven thirty. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, well, he, what is the the it was his debut? So to have Mo there for him. I mean, maybe for Johnny, maybe not as much because he, he has run quicker before, but for someone like Ben Connor who'd never run a marathon before and it was debut marathon, having someone like Mo, knowing that he can sort of trust in him a little bit to pace the correct pace and get him, and get him you know, at least a good quarter, three quarters of the way there um, on target and then he has to switch on and really focus and really dig in and, and keep him go and keep himself going, is maybe useful? Again, I think Mo Farah's a lame dog. <laughs> I'll be honest with you I think he's a lame duck and I'll, I think, I'll tell you why I think he's a lame duck because he could have gone out there today given it his all and got beat but I don't think he likes getting beat in front of his own and they were cardboard cutouts today to be honest <laughs> <laughs> but if he'd have done that you never say never and you never say never die attitude he could have got the win he could have got the nod you just don't know but he never gave himself a chance and I think the reason he never gave himself a chance because he didn't believe he had a chance and he didn't want to succumb to another sort of publicity of uh, defeat and the way the, the British media sort of focus on. And he wasn't prepared and he'd rather just pace, drop out, smiles all around. So I say, in my eyes, he's a lame duck. But moving on, <laughs> moving on, moving on. There's nothing else to discuss. <laughs> no, the ladies, the ladies, come on. I'm not a sexist. The ladies, let's discuss that. What's the qualifying time for the British women? That's a good question to refer. That shows your interest in the, in the female uh, sport, you know. It does, it does. <laughs> yeah, no, well, what, the, what, men, the men I think, just changed to be I think fair, this, so the, the point I would make about, um, you know, because people, you know, they, right in with the concerns you know about these podcasts and whatnot but what i would say in my defense if you're a lady and you're watching the sport you're much more interested in watching the ladies run and that's okay because you can put compare those performances and you or you, you look at your own and you think that's what so you're someone you know that's what a lady is capable of you're more interested in it you watch a tennis match when i was a kid it was always pete sampras Andre Agassi, I wasn't really interested in the ladies' game. Not really, you know. Maybe the short skirts and all that, but not not really. But this is my point, really. It's okay to focus on the, you know, as a as a, oh, yeah, you know, oh, yeah, that's in that regard, our, our you know, interest that's being, you know, male but, runners. Yeah, of course, you, you, you're right, actually. Yeah, of course, they shouldn't be on a relegated channel, BBC Two. But at the same time, I don't know what the difference what, is. I wonder what, what was on BBC more, One that was more important what, to put on than, than the women's race. And what's the, ar ar the argument is that you're more likely to watch BBC One than BBC Two. Is that the argument? Not, necess not necessarily, but it, it, it's yeah. just that the main channel is BBC One. And so to put the men on BBC One, you sort okay. of think, well, okay. why were the women... What okay. was important to put on BBC so, One rather than have the women's race there as well? Because it's it's more of how it's how it's viewed. So that just by the fact that they're on, even though if you've got BBC One on your telly, you've got BBC Two, haven't you? You've got both. But it's more uh, a case of how that is seen 
but you know, by you know, it looks like. To be fair, what you'd the, want to do is press the red button anyway and get rid of Gabby Logan and just uh, watch the races. So cause, um, cause you, that was you, the more sensible option like, anyway. You don't like female commentators, do you? No, because I really enjoyed Mariam Yuji. <laughs> um, but because I don't want to watch all the the, 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 the I'm, fun I'm, stuff I'm, in between, I'm, I just wanted to watch the race I'm, and, I'm, and follow it. To the, I'm trying to, to I'm, I'm trying to push his buttons, and he's <laughs> he's pushing the red button. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, come on. What's the what's the ladies the best? To, you know. Oh, yeah, so, so the qualifying time for the for the Olympics is uh, down at two twenty nine thirty. So that's for a, Brit- a British lady, yeah. Uh, that's the no, that's the, uh, the the Olympic qualifying standard overall. Overall, doesn't it not depend where you come from? You will, yeah. The countries can set their own standard, but it did drop um, quite a so, bit. So that's I mean, if you're a Kenyan, drop, so. if you're a Kenyan and you go two ten, you've got no chance of getting in the team, have you? As a man or a woman? A man, as a man. As a man? No, you've got no chance. That's what I'm saying. So oh, it's yeah. two eleven for, for British men or, or across the board? Across the board. But oh, sorry, yeah. But, but yeah. obviously the, the countries are going to select their fastest runners. So if you're a 210 Kenyan runner, yeah, you've got no chance because there's... Yeah, that's what know, I'm saying, yeah. A good... Yeah, so it's it's the best, obviously. The best three. And you've only got three picks. Three picks. Yeah. And the ladies as well, three picks. Yeah, three picks, yeah. And they send you to the, the best three. Yeah. But they don't always do that, though, do they? No, they don't. They don't. There's, there's... And this is where people should be more interested. Not in in the BBC One, BBC Two issue. That's not really an issue for me. What they should be more interested in it is they don't send the best three. You think they would, but they don't. And why not, Matthew? Well, it, well, it depends on which country and how they're selected. Now, for me, I I like the way the Americans do things. The Americans have a first past the post system. They yeah. have a trials race. And it's the first three that finish. You've got to have the qualifying standard, which usually, if you're going to finish in the top three, you're probably going to have. And they do this on the track as well. It's not just the marathon. It's a first past, first past the post. First three that finish. That's it. You've got the qualifying time. You're hang on, hang games. on. Let's say you've not got the qualifying time and your first three in the in the trial. What yeah. happens then? Then you get usually you've got about two or three weeks where you can go out and try and get the qualifying standard. And, and, and what, if there's, a, the what if there's a position the where process. they have nobody in the qualifying standard? Then you don't tend to send anyone. Or they just won't send you. No. Oh, I mean, the, the IWF have changed the, the way they do things at the moment. Where, uh, also, World Athletics now, as it's now called, um, where there is a ranking system. So if there's a, they'll, for each race, they'll have a number of positions that they need filling, um, which usually will come from the countries putting in their athletes for it. But what they then have, if it doesn't get full... Um, is they'll then offer those places to athletes um, who might be lower down the rankings, might not have achieved the standard, but are a, a high enough ranking position, and they'll offer that position, but that position will go through the governing body of the sport. So we had it last year um, with the Doha Champs. There was quite a few athletes from the UK that were offered a position, um, but we, but UK Athletics said, uh, no, we, we, we don't want to accept that position uh, for, for the athlete, which was you know unfair on that athlete in a way. Um, but obviously, you know, they did have a standard that they were aiming that they were meant to hit, and they didn't hit that standard, and that's why uh, they weren't automatically sort of qualified. Oh, they? the standard for the ladies is two twenty-nine. Twenty-nine, and uh, the, the, uh, the fastest British lady today was the fastest British lady today. The time, time, time was uh, two thirty-three nineteen. So four minutes off the standard. Yeah. Right. Well, we've got four women that have run the qualifying standard already. They've already ran the qualifying standard. Yeah. Mm. Well, they were, they, they were, should have been the first Brits home, but they're not. So the uh, first Brits what's home go, what's were going Natasha, on Natasha yeah. uh, Cochran and Naomi Mitchell, which, um, yeah. I, I, you know, again, Th- I suppose is, I don't uh, follow them enough to, I don't recognise the names. Well, I'm, I'm watching for Steph Twell and things like that. 
No disrespect to the ladies, but it seems as though the, the British ladies have had a bad day today because the men have gone under the qualifying standard, whereas the women are nowhere near. Four minutes off the pace, is that right? Yeah, and then but then you've got a lot of the when you go outside of that. Um, so you you just ahead of Natasha was. Uh, although yeah, although sorry 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 although on a positive two twenty seven they've actually positioned higher within the race than, yeah. than the men. Yeah, thirteenth and and fourteenth. That's um, well, actually I don't know if that is position higher. To be fair, no. Because uh, they're um, they've, they, on the women's results, they've actually cut it to show. Oh, they're just where, showing. Where the, sorry, yeah. Where the Brits are finished, uh, where the Athens on yeah, the yeah. Uh, on the men's, which is a weird one. Because there's no there's no <laughs> that's a weird one you see, and there's a lot of weird behaviour with the way they put things out there, isn't it? So because I saw that picture, and there was the top ten men. Yeah. And then in the women's picture, I thought that was the top ten women, but it wasn't. Is no, that what you're no. saying? Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. No, it, it goes they to. Just, uh, they've just. They've just. It goes Put to position, position eight, and then it jumps to thirteen and fourteen, which is where um, our two Brits. Right, right. That's um, yeah. Which is interesting. For them to have done that. Well, it's not right, really, is it? You know, you got to show a true reflection of what's happened, and it, it looked like that. It looked like that to me when I when I saw that. Um, but anyway, anyway, the London Marathon. What did you think about? Was that a success to this year? I mean. It was interesting to watch. I mean, you know, it was no. it was it was different. I mean, you know, the the laps, sort of nineteen laps, two, two uh, just over two k a lap. Um, you know, no spectators, things like. I mean, for the athletes, that that would I would think would make it sort of harder. I know I when I've run races where there's been you know some great spectators. I mean, Antrim, you know, they obviously they, they, they told spectators not to come out, but the people came and lined the streets and. When we were going through uh, the little villages and stuff like that, and the crowds were really roaring us on, you know, you did, you got that buzz and you picked up the pace. And, you know, the difference then when you went out onto the, the coast roads and stuff like that, and it was just you and, and the wind and the, and, the, and the sea and the uh, the rock face on the other side of you, it was a little lonely and stuff like that. So, you know, the crowds do do really help, uh, you know, as, as a runner, I think. And so not having them, you know, is, is, is different. And They say it's a lonely sport, Matthew. Would you? Is the loneliness of the long distance runner? Is there any truth in that? I th- I think so. Yeah, I think you know you you got to go out and do the miles, and usually you know unless you've got a good group around you, or, you know, I'm lucky to have yourself and, and and a couple of other lads that I run with and things like that. But um, you know, when I'm going out and doing hundred mile weeks and stuff, I, there's a lot of runs that I'm on my own doing that, and that's the same for you know a lot of these a lot of these guys for yourself. You know, you you've got a lot of runs where you have to. You just got to fit it in, and you're out on your own for ten miles or so. And I know you've commented in the past how you know you always think it's a bit harder when you you're out on your own. You prefer to. I think. Well, I think yeah, especially on the longer. I like to yeah, yeah. you know, like yeah, you, you, you go out for a couple of hours yeah. on a Sunday at slow pace. I think on my own, you know, I, I could cut it short. You know, if, if I was aim, you know, I think you got to give yourself. You got to know what you want to do before you get out there, haven't you? No. Yeah. If, if I, I've made the mistake, go out there with no plan, and uh, no plan, nothing gets done. You know, you, you, you're back at the. Uh, That's it. You've got you to create know. a training plan. You know, got to, got to. Oh, I've got no get around me, right? Yeah. Now I want to go back, like because I got a bit of stick from you <laughs> regarding the the week off. You know, <laughs> the people won't realise this, but. Oh, yeah, I did have a week off, you know, and, and I think the coach is, is 100% right. He's got a lot of experience, and this week is set in stone. No races, no races to the next year now. You know, this this idea, we're being messed about with, you know, we're paying for races, they're not happening. 
just think no races now next year and um, you have a week off mate you have a week off that's set in stone it's the psychology of it you, you take a, a step back you can go on a, a jog or a couple or two if you really want to you know and I got a lot of grief there from my good friend Matthew you know he was calling me you you just wouldn't believe some of the names and, and what he said to me really <laughs> hurtful and then lo and behold I find out through the grapevine he had a week off himself <laughs> he had a week off himself Come on, Matthew. Let's yeah, co- so, come clean. Uh, come clean. Yeah. So, uh, well, I um, my Achilles flared up after my uh, Barrowford 10k podium 10k race, and uh, my marathon was cancelled. So my Wrexham marathon I was planning on doing, yep, finally, uh, finally was scratched from the uh, the calendar. And with that, with John Joe resting for the week, Jade resting for the week, I thought, you know what? Let's 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 close the season. Let's draw it to an end. At least I had a season. I had a couple of races there. Um, but, you, um, you sound like you sound like the kipper with his bad ear. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I took the week off. Uh, I didn't do any running. Okay, what did you I do then? I built my plan uh, for for my next block of training, my twenty weeks training block, all the way to hopefully, fingers crossed, the uh, Seville Marathon. The Seville Marathon, February. eh? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. February. Hmm. Interesting. So on your week off, Matthew. Yep. What What did you do? Come on, like, like, you know, no more joking around. Come on, tell me what you did on your week off. Just enjoyed the week off. Well, how do, How do you enjoy a week off? Because you're you're an extremist kind of person, aren't you? <laughs> uh, you know, you, you've. <laughs> I believe you're on this the Charlie Spedding diet, which started, by the way, the it's not a diet, diet but no, no, you've gone hard line with it, haven't you? Oh, just yeah, like, yeah. just like that. Cut out the carbs. I mean, it's gone really hard line, you know, and... Tell you um, what, though, it's been, it's been beautiful. Like, the, the food I'm eating, the, the, uh, the meals I'm cooking, yeah. are really nice meals, you know. I, I think Jade showed you... Uh, showed yeah. You next week, some really nice stuff on there. Um, and, and I'm enjoying cooking it as well, you know what I mean? Like, I, I like to cook, and it's... I know you like to cook. Yeah, I do, yeah. It's... Yeah. Um, the stuff I've been yeah. able to do and things, that is really interesting, really flavoursome and, and nice and enjoyable to cook as well because sometimes doing these, you know, when I've been trying to do the, the low-calorie sort of stuff and it's all just veg and greens and everything like that, it's, it gets a bit boring, a bit bland as well sometimes, but the stuff I'm doing are you, now are you, is uh, so nice. Are you cooking in lard? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Butter, yeah. Butter, really? But, yeah, yeah. Butter or lard? Uh, I've been using butter at the moment. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. He says these things. I've got to ask him again, you see. <laughs> So, hmm, yeah, I'm getting hungry really now. Nice I've been I've been using the slow cooker. I've been using yeah. the slow cooker. I put a shin beef shin of the cow. You know, put it in the yeah, yeah. in the thing there, and oh yeah. Well, I'm gonna do beef yeah. brisket next week. That's what I'm gonna do. I saw Sunday. barbecue. It's six hours. Six hours cooking time. It is on you. Yeah, I'm gonna put it yeah. in after me long run. Go to work. Come back. Finish it all. So off. You, what you're telling me on your week off, you. You planned plan, your menu. Plan me marathon, plan me menus, uh, everything mm-hmm. that. Did all my, tra- my training plan out so, for the next block. So, like my coach was saying, you know, you step back from the, the psychology of it, you give you space, but you were... You I were, revitalized myself you on the next season. You were focused on what... Focused on what's to come, uh, the future. They say people, I reflected on what, what had come this year, what the, the 10K I did, which, which I found out was 250 metres long. Oh, Actually, the course was 250 yeah, meters long. Yeah. 
So, uh, yeah, we were all about 30 seconds or so faster than mm. what we got. Which would have put you in what time? Sub 30, sub 30, which is what I would have liked. So I, I, I'm it's all frustrating woulda, to hear. So woulda, woulda, coulda, shoulda. Shoulda, it is, it is, it is. But I'll have to go out and do another race. Um, I'm hoping that the Wilmslow 10k uh, will no. go on in December. And uh, that I'll, I'll go and do that. I did that last year. Listen, uh, mate, there's no races till next year, I'm telling you. I, 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 I believe the, these races will be on January. No. There was a cross-country yesterday. Just, uh, just uh, towards Salford. Yeah. Uh, Callum Rawlinson of uh, Salford Harriers put it on. Nice shout out there, Callum. Really? And, uh, yeah, it was a handicapped cross-country race he put on. Handicapped? Handicapped. Old school. Old mm. school. Like all the books and everything like that, but the handicapped. They got your times, put down how far you were going to start behind and set you off. And they had uh, some trophies and some Jaffa cakes as the prizes. Jaffa cakes? Yeah, could have stocked your, uh, your, your cupboards with them. Oh, if I'd have known about it, like no one tells. He only tells me after the uh, the event, you know. Jeez, I know uh, Sean Mayweather as well went. He, he ran it. He went and ran. He he, he run out. He, he, I saw his comment on uh, Facebook. Actually, it was his his first. He said it was his first race without a carbon plated shoe on for a while because obviously it was a cross country, so you don't wear no uh, carbon road shoes on that. Limited numbers. Um, I don't think there was limited numbers. It was just whoever wanted to run, but it was a small field sort of thing, you know. Mm. Anyway. A, a local sort of one and, and um, Chris Barnes of, of Podium is putting on a podium cross country as well um, I've seen that he's got an elite race um, he's got top top club runners race uh, he's got a relay cross country race in there um, this is this is stuff that you know I'm sure Tony knows about it, it, it'd be great for you, you, you guys well, especially you he loves yeah. the cross country yeah but the thing, the, the thing is Matty we got to a point where people keep arranging things you know and then they get cancelled no yeah, Chris but... doesn't cancel anything Chris gets it done uh, yeah, yeah. well you know this is what keeps happening to me like we had the Haydock Park thing you know Wirral AC they put a lot of efforts into organising that all got cancelled yeah you know but on a positive we keep the faith we keep the faith and on that note yeah, we'll uh, call it a wrap. I hope you've enjoyed it's our 2020 20 London Marathon, and we've we're filling in for Paula Radcliffe and um, Mariella Frostrup. What's her name? Mariella Gucci. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I keep giving you books to read, and someday you'll. Uh, oh, I'm you'll, reading you'll, the books. You'll, you'll, you'll I'm learn, reading the books. You'll learn something about running one of um, these days. <laughs> I'm reading the books. I completed another book this week. Uh, Ambi Burr. Ambi Burr yeah. I don't think that was a book, really. You know, it was more quotations and whatnot. It was, it was good, yeah. Some good good stuff in there. Um, winner of the Boston Marathon 1968. And when nobody gave a damn, you know, he came yeah, into yeah, the classroom yeah. and they didn't even acknowledge his victory, which is interesting, isn't it? And, and uh, if he'd have done the same thing today, it'd been a different story. But, would, yeah. um, but interesting. And yeah, I'm still learning, mate. And I'm open to learning new new things. And on that note, we wish you... What do we wish them? I don't know. Are we going to wish them something? Great week of running. Yeah. Keep, keep it going. Keep yeah. focused on those races that are still to come. Don't uh, don't chicken out on it like my uh, my good friend. And uh, thanks for listening, guys. Oh, that's not nice. <laughs>